0: And we are recording.
1: Right.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Fearless Fridays with Mary And today's special guest is Deborah Campbell. Hi. Um, so basically, we are just going to be um, jumping right in. Um, and first, we're going to start with uh, Deborah telling you a little bit about who she is and what she is currently doing. Okay,
1: well, I'm, I'm Deborah Campbell. I live in Rochester, New York. I am a director of workforce development at a nonprofit in the city of Rochester. Um, I also do the Memory Lane morning show every Saturday on WDKX 103.9. And you can listen to us on WDKX.com. I just put that in there. There you go. (laughs) And currently, I'm actually on vacation and I've had a project. Of getting my house together, and you know when the pandemic hit, I had a, my goal was to get it done by May 31st. The pandemic hit, and I've kind of pushed it and, and given myself some grace. So my goal now is to get it done by January 31st, 2021. I like dates. Dates yes, make me grounded. Yes, they do. do. Yeah, they do.
0: Yep, they do. Okay, so. When you mentioned okay, so you mentioned that you are currently doing uh, workforce workforce development. Yes. But when I met you several years ago, mm-hmm. that's not what that's not the career that you were in. So tell us a little bit about how you landed where you are today.
1: Well, if I go all the way back, I was a stay-at-home mom for 14 years, and I raised five kids, two stepdaughters, um, and then two children I had with my ex-husband, and then a son I brought into the marriage. So I was that dedicated stay-at-home mom. I took care of the house, the family, the kids, et cetera, for everybody. Mm -hmm. And when my marriage ended, um, I didn't know what I was going to do. So I made the decision. I was... so. I was working at the time, you know, I had decided the kids were in school and I needed to get out and do something. And I was working for another nonprofit in the city and um, had made my way up to manager. And my boss came to me and she said, you know, this is where you're going to stay unless you make a decision to go back to school. You're good here, but... You're, what you're doing now may not transfer to another organization. Mm-hmm. So with that, um, I got divorced and made a decision that I was going to go back to school and get my bachelor's degree. And let me tell you something. When I tell you that was the scariest thing I had ever yeah. decided, because I had gone to college previously in my mm-hmm. 20s, eight, you know, teen, and I didn't do well. You know, I didn't I wasn't focused. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I wanted. So when I decided to go back, I was scared to death. Yeah. But I jumped in with both feet and from there I got my bachelor's degree. Marianne and I were classmates. Yes. I went on two years later and I got my master's degree in strategic leadership. Awesome. But in between that time, I went from one nonprofit, I worked with Mary Ann at the Open Door Mission. Mm-hmm. I went to the U of R Medical Center and I went to another nonprofit and I saw this job and I decided to apply for it as the Director of Workforce Development. And I applied and I got the job. So I've been there two and a half years now.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah, it was. That's it's, amazing. It's been this 10 year it's been this 10-year journey. So in between that time, let's see, I entered a relationship after my divorce. I ended that relationship. I bought a house, um, learned how to be, learned how to do some things for myself, learned how to think for myself. and really just made the decision that it was time for me to take care of me and, and do what was best for me. Period.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So you definitely fit the you know the mole of what I'm talking about in for, in regards to transformative freedom. So when you hear the words transformative freedom, what does that mean to you?
1: You know what? When the first time I heard that, I thought transformative freedom. I'm like, what does that really mean? But when I think about it, it's when you when you decide to make a decision that you're going to make a change. Mm. And a lot of times we think the change has to be a complete 180 degree turn, that you're automatically somebody different, or you're doing something different, or your behavior is different. But for me, transformative freedom was making the changes in degrees, small changes at a time so that not only did I become comfortable with the changes, but what it did is it gave me the opportunity to respect the process that I was going through.
0: Yeah, that's really good. And did in the process, did you have any like rewards for yourself as you
1: accomplished small steps? I did. I used to do this thing called me Mondays. Mm. So every Monday I would do something for myself. So whether it was you know, buying a certain food that I liked or, you know, going to um, happy hour after work or to a movie, to dinner and all of these things I did by myself Hmm. because I did not want to, and this may sound really selfish, but I really didn't want to deal with other people's things while I was rewarding myself for my Mm -hmm. hard work, you Mm -hmm. know, so it it Mm -hmm. might've been getting a manicure, a pedicure. It may have been going to Try on Wigs. It may have been going yeah. to the <laughs> store. It may have been going to Home Depot. It was anything that I wanted to do that I could do by myself. And a lot of times it didn't cost me a lot of money. So, mm-hmm. that, so that's how I rewarded myself.
0: Yeah. And that's really important because sometimes we set these goals and we always see as the final goal. And right. we... We get the solution, we get stuck, we get frustrated because we don't really see the growth or the process. So it's really important that as you're, you know, accomplishing small steps, first that you take the big goal and then you break it into small bite-sized pieces.
1: That's, That's how you eat an elephant. <laughs> you know what? You are so right. <laughs> but you know what? That, but you know what, though? That came back to me. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a mm-hmm. I can't hear you. I'm sorry. Oh, there you
0: go. I can okay. hear you now.
1: So instead of me doing these, um, making these big lofty goals and then thinking that I was going to accomplish them immediately, I just really, I had to learn how to break the goal down. Yeah. And then I had to not be afraid to make a mistake because I stumbled a few times. Right. Mm -hmm. And there would be times when I would come home and, you know, at that time, my my daughters were still living with me and you can't have a breakdown in front of your daughters. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, it was usually in the shower or I would go for a walk or Mm -hmm. I would sit in the parking lot and cry for a while, just trying to figure out how am I going to get past this? And for me, that was like a release. Mm-hmm. And then once I did that, I would look at the situation and I would just start over. I think if you're talking about transformative freedom, you cannot be afraid of the word change, starting mm. over and making mistakes. Yes. You can't. Because mm-hmm. then if you do that, you 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 end up being stuck in the same place.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah. So one of the things that, so let me go back a little bit. One of the things that you also mentioned in there is that you have a radio show. How did you get into that?
1: Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Some things happen by the grace, hmm. really. I had actually gone to WDKX to talk about our youth build program that we have. Okay. And we weren't supposed to get there until nine o'clock, but I'm a little OCD with time. I hate to be late for meetings. So I actually showed up at 8.30. <laughs> so, so when I got to the station, the station or, owner, Andre Marcel, let me in. And we're sitting in the studio. And he's he's looking at me. He's like, the interview is not until 9 o'clock. I said, I know I can't help it. So then he said, <laughs> no. He said, the interview doesn't start until 9. He said, You must be the boss. And I said, I am. I said, I can't help it. I hate to be late for work, you know, for a meeting or for anything. Right. But mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something. I never thought about being on radio. I had never been inside a radio station, mm-hmm. you know, and I really had no idea what it encompassed. But I sat in the studio and it was like a whole new world opened up for me. It literally changed me. Um, yeah. And, you know, it was like Andre and I, we have this real good synergy with each other. You know, um, I respect him, he respects me. And also I get to go there and be an absolute crazy person. I get to laugh and talk and play music and talk to people that call into the station and they want to talk to Cookie and... I just get to do all of that and I absolutely love every single minute of it that's my happy place that's the place where i go to get rejuvenated outside of my own spiritual you know journey that i'm on but mm-hmm. that's a place where i really get to be my like 100 myself
0: that's that's awesome that's awesome so can you tell us um what has been one of your biggest struggle that you've overcome and what did that process
1: look like oh my gosh i think the biggest struggle I'm overcoming hmm. because it's still a struggle is the is this idea of being alone. Like I live alone. I do things alone. And, you know, I grew up in a time where the goal was for every woman to have a man and her family. Right. And, you know, once I got divorced, you lose that family
0: mm-hmm.
1: attachment, you know, from your husband's side. So I think it was a it was a big adjustment, getting used to that, getting used to depending on myself, being there, accepting the place that I'm in now and And that mm-hmm. is daily. So mm-hmm. I do it with I write affirmations to myself, uh, I play music, I dance, I talk to myself, I have these conversations with myself. <laughs> I talk to other people, but I think what's really happening is that I'm really starting to make peace with Mm. myself, with like who I am. So Mm. I don't need to have somebody around that can't give me a hundred percent because when I'm in a relationship, whether it's a friendship or an intimate relationship with someone, I give a hundred percent. And I think Mm. that other person needs to give me a hundred percent. Right. And if I can't get the hundred percent, then I don't have those relationships.
0: Yeah, it's definitely good. Yes, it's definitely good. And it sounds like you have a clear view of what your boundaries are and you're not willing to negotiate, which is good because you're protecting yourself. And it's important that that we respect ourselves and that we set those boundaries.
1: Exactly. And let me tell you something, setting boundaries It's hard because not only do you have to set boundaries with people that are outside of your world, but you have to set boundaries with the people in your world, with your children, Mm -hmm. with someone you may be dating, with coworkers, with Mm -hmm. your girlfriends. You have to set those boundaries. And it's a little bit scary because you think, oh, that person may not like me if I do that, or they're going to think I'm stuck up and... You know just all of these thoughts we put in our heads so for me it was getting comfortable with that just setting boundaries being with myself and being okay with it Mm -hmm. and knowing that it's a continuous process
0: that's good so what would you say as it relates to women what are your thoughts on why we become stuck and sometimes experience in fulfillment in our
1: lives Oh my gosh. I think for a lot of women, it's fear of this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be what people think I should be. It's stepping out of this generational mold we've had mm-hmm. as we, we, we try to please our parents, our children, our spouses, our friends. Um, I think it, and I think it's just the uncomfortable, uncomfortable, uncomfortability of, Change,
0: mm. you
1: no. Know, change is the scariest thing that you can do.
0: Yes, because it is. what
1: happens is the chain, the the chain makes you think. It makes you question mm-hmm. who's in your life. Why is this person in your life? Why do I live here? Why am I doing this? And you have to be ready to accept the answers, make the discoveries, and then walk in it.
0: Mm.
1: it's a lot It. I mean yeah. it's been oh my gosh I think it's been like over a 10 year journey for me and I'm finally at a place where I'm happy with who I am where I am my motto is happiness is intentional you have to work at it every single day nobody gives it to you you don't get it from your house your husband your car your kids your job those mm. are all aspects that add to it but the happiness part has to come from here and here, and without that, everything else—it's it, really just an act. You're really just doing it to please other people. Yeah,
0: and I think a lot of it too sometimes has to do with like our like our negative thought patterns. You know, people have instilled things in us over time. You know, for so long that we begin to believe those lies, and we and we attach an identity to those lives. So reprogramming our thought patterns is often a journey.
1: Listen, Marianne, that is so true. I remember once my ex-husband told, and when I say this, I can say it with pride now because this was one of the things that helped me overcome. My ex-husband one time told me that I looked like Zora from the Planet of the Apes. Wow, wow right but it was that need to like beat me down mm. to and, and he said it was a joke but we can't internalize we don't we internalize right.
0: that mm-hmm. so yes. it,
1: it took me a long time to like I laughed when he said it but it took right. me a long time to to overcome that
0: mm-hmm.
1: perception because that was such that was such a cruel thing to say, but people say those things to you right. because when they see you starting to expand and express and grow, and they're not ready for you to do that, or they're afraid of what you're going to, where you're going to go and become, they they do that to you because it stops you dead in your tracks. Right. And a lot of times we retreat from that. So yeah. like I said, this has been a 10, this has been over 10 year journey for me to, to even be able to say that mm.
0: to
1: someone without crying or without getting sad, or I was like, nope, that's you.
0: That's yeah. not me. And
1: mm. yeah, it's why, definitely that's why growth. Why we're not married. One of the reasons.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely growth. And I think it's so powerful. One of the things that you mentioned a little while ago is that you you say affirmations to yourself because definitely affirmations is one of the ways that we start to reprogram our old thought patterns and start to create a positive mindset.
1: Exactly. So one of the things I did when I was working on my master's, you know, we go through this whole process of organizations and how they're made and and every organization has a mission and a vision statement. Yes. And, one of the things I did, you know, I was really struggling. I had just ended um, a relationship with the with the gentleman, and I was really struggling because I'm mm-hmm. like, "Well, why would you? Why did you do it? You know, like yes. what was wrong? What you know?" And mm-hmm. I wrote a mission statement for myself, and it says that God is the unlimited and and uh, fulfilling source in my life.
0: Yes, that's and good. I put God mm-hmm. at the
1: top. And then I started writing these affirmations and let me, I got those big, um, post-it.
0: Yeah. The big I ones.
1: Took a, I took a black Sharpie. I hung it up in my kitchen on the wall and I wrote 104 affirmations. Wow. And when I wrote them, I was snotting and slobbing and crying, but I wrote them. you know, I wrote Things that I needed to hear for myself that a lot of times other people won't say it to you,
0: Mm.
1: you know, and I wrote uh, affirmations of where I wanted to be and I actually still have them and every once in a while I hang them up. And then the other thing I did was I recorded myself reading those affirmations to myself Mm. and for a long time. I would listen to those affirmations and I would bawl my eyes out.
0: And that's definitely some healing.
1: That was the healing part of it. And, you know, it, but it was one of the best things I could have ever done. And I think Mm -hmm. that we cannot, we can't be afraid to do the work. Can't hear you. We can't be afraid to do the work for ourselves. A lot of times we have to take charge of our own lives and you can't worry about the life of your kids and your husband. And when I say that, I mean that you can't live for them and then think Mm -hmm. that's going to be quality in your life. Correct. You have to do things that you can bring the better you are, the more healed you are, the better quality of life you have, and and that's what you give to other people, and they get to that's see true. the real you, because right. as long as you are in denial about things or you're dealing with unhealed trauma, you're really mm-hmm. not yourself. Right. So, mm-hmm. that's
0: the world. So, what would what one piece of advice would you give to our listeners um, in realizing and stepping into her own truth?
1: Don't be afraid to do it. Get ready. Yeah. Get ready because you're going to lose some friends. I lost some friends. Um, You may lose a relationship. Yeah. You're going to, um, you're going to have to, have to, have to tell yourself the truth, you know, yeah. And when you have to tell yourself the truth and when you have to be honest with yourself, it's, it's way harder to be honest with anybody else.
0: Right. Yes, it, uh, is.
1: It, yeah. is, it is. That's probably the hardest thing you have to do. So be get ready for the journey. It is worth it if you put the time and effort, if you do the reflection if you do reading, writing, if you are willing to spend time with yourself, if you are willing to hear what people have to say about you Mm -hmm. and not argue it, but that doesn't mean you have to accept it either. And you can't be afraid of being you. The one thing I know about myself, I am 100% comfortable being me. And, and you've known me for a long time, Mary Ann. You know I yes. am. You
0: know I am. <laughs> yes, you definitely. Yes, you are. Yeah. And I think it's important, too, that once we make that decision that we're ready for whatever the next step is, that we have to stay focused. And we cannot be, we have to let go of the fear. And we just have to just stay connected and just go on forward.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It, it really, you know, it really is that fearless living. Because because just because you're changing and you're moving, all of it isn't bad. Right. You know, one of the things I found out about myself is that I'm smart.
0: Very. Yes. You know
1: what I mean? Like, I realized I'm smart. I found out I'm a good writer. I found out I'm a good listener, that I'm empathetic, mm-hmm. that I'm caring, and that I'm loyal. Um mm-hmm. To people. You know what I mean? So I found yeah. out, and and I'm all of that unapologetically, and we say that a lot, but you you really have to walk in it. And yes, do. that's what I that's what I do. Mm-hmm. So whether I'm at work and I'm dealing with um, my boss or I'm dealing with uh, one of my peers or or a staff member, or if I'm on the air, that is me. You know, it 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 really doesn't change um, regularly unless I decide, you know, to change my hair. You know, <laughs> change up the look.
0: <laughs> so, twenty twenty one is upon us. What are Ooh. you most excited about?
1: You know what? For twenty twenty one, I honestly think no. I know I'm excited for this next chapter of my life. I just, I feel like good things are going to happen. I'm going to, I'm working on my own podcast called Open Book Conversations. Um, I am learning how to do new things. I'm going to learn how to do some gardening this year. Um, I'm going to travel more. And the one thing I've always been afraid of is to travel alone. Now, that I can say is a fear. And I'm going to work on that this year. As soon as this pandemic thing calms Mm -hmm. down, I've always wanted to go to Miami. Oh, nice. And just lay on the beach and get a hotel that's right off the beach and just hang out on the beach and just do that.
0: Yeah, that sounds amazing. And you're going to be staying in the States, so you'll be safe. Yeah.
1: So that's yeah. that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think out of all the things I think traveling alone probably is the next challenge for me. So I'm, I'm going to hold it. you accountable. I know you do it. I'm going to hold you accountable. I Trust me. I know. But you travel <laughs> alone, don't you? You traveled alone.
0: No, I haven't traveled alone. I've always gone with either friends or with James, but never alone. But that's on my to-do list too.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's my goal. And I think yeah. the other thing is that, you know what, I, I, and I'm going to put it out there, I am open to finding that person, you know, that companion, that partner that I can spend time with um, and not out of need, but out of a want Yes. You know, out of a desire for companionship mm. and uh, an opportunity to learn and grow with someone else, and if Ooh, they're twenty twenty one. Yes. So if they're willing to give hundred percent, I'm giving a hundred percent.
0: That's right. So, as we get ready to close out, um, one of the questions that I would like to ask all of my guests is: When you hear fearless living, what does fearless living mean to you?
1: Fearless living means to me is that you are living in your own truth, mm-hmm. that you walk it, you talk it, and it and it uh, emulates from you that yes. what you do over over in that side of the room is the same thing you're going to do on that side of the room. Yes, and that there is n- there's no confusion about who you are.:
0: Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love him. So I can't believe. I always say this at the end of every podcast. Time <laughs> flies when we're, when I'm recording these. Like 30 minutes have already gone past by. Has it really? Yeah. Well, 27 <laughs> minutes, almost 28. Yes. Wow.
1: Well, this has been fantastic. I I'm gonna just say this. I am so proud of you. Thank you. you. Talked about doing this for 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 a few yeah. years now, and to see you actually living and walking and your dream, and your truth, and who you were meant to be, uh, this is fantastic. It it really is. I am so proud of you, and I'm honored to be a part of this podcast.
0: Thank you. All right, guys, so thank you for joining us for another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne, and today's guest was Deborah Campbell. I look forward to speaking to you on our next episode.